All right, good morning, everybody. Mike Courtney here, Mass Mutual, Eastern Pennsylvania, and I am joined by my good friend and counterpart, Steve Parisi, President and CEO of IBC Global. Steve, how's it going today? Fantastic, my friend. Got my double shot. I am good good to go for the day. Coming along, as always. Exactly. So we're talking today about short pay, whole life scenarios, and in particular, lump sum funding. So, you know, if you just pick up the phone and call somebody at Mass Mutual and say, you know, I've got a million bucks, I want to dump it into a policy for, you know, whatever reason, we can talk about reasons uh, a little later on, you know, they're, they're probably going to steer you pretty quickly in a different direction with regards to case design. So let's talk about maybe why that is and what you can do to help. Yeah, definitely. Lump sum funding, which just means someone has a lump sum of cash, a million bucks, like your example, they want to throw it into a policy, they're specifically interested in cash value, and they want to have access to the maximum amount of cash value from day one, but also they don't want to sacrifice long-term performance. So to summarize, I'm interested in the cash value benefits of a whole life insurance product, but I don't want to make payments for my whole life. I just want to use that lump sum and be done with it. So when it comes to a lump sum, I love them because you can fund a policy for a short period of time. A lot of corporations are, are attracted to that because they don't want to be on the hook for payments for a long time. But to your point, as far as if you're a consumer and you're interested in funding a policy with a lump sum, you may be steered toward in a different direction. My question would be, why is someone doing that? Um, and there could be a number of reasons as to why they're trained. But it can also be. Well, I'll tell you where the where the yeah. mutual training goes. It's been ingrained in us to use SPIAs right to fund those kind of transactions. So the the cookie cutter case is, uh, you know, Grandpa has a hundred thousand dollars and wants to fund life insurance policies for a couple of grandchildren, but doesn't want to be on the hook for ten or fifteen or twenty years of payments doesn't even know if he's going to be, you know, yeah. still around at the end of that payment cycle and says, I want to dump money into a vehicle that's going to make those payments. So our natural training in that scenario is purchase a period certain SPIA and link the SPIA to the life insurance policies and the premiums automatically come out of the SPIA every year and are deposited to the life insurance. Works fantastic. SPIA rates right now are through the roof compared to where they've been historically. It's a really nice um, emotional sale when it works out like that. The problem is in that scenario, if you're depositing $100,000 into a SPIA, you really are losing access to a large portion of that cash as the premiums are systematically deposited into the life insurance policy over a certain amount of years. Yeah, got it. So thanks for that overview. So a SPIA, in case anyone listening doesn't know what that is, single premium, immediate annuity. Some insurance companies use what's called a premium deposit account, where it's exactly what you described. Grandpa has a hundred grand, gives it to the insurance company. And then the insurance company says, okay, thanks for the hundred grand. Then $10,000 per year is moved into a life insurance policy for 10 years. If I come out to 11,000 per year with the interest that's generated. But what you're doing is saying, here's the future premiums. The company says, thank you. We're going to apply interest to this money. And then every year we'll feed your life insurance policy. So now it's fed for the next 10 years. 
You don't have to think about it. And then as the cash value builds up in that policy, you've got access to it. But any money in the SPIA, the annuity, you do not have access to. Summarizing? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So those cases, so that is very, very common. Um, and it can work. Like the case that those you- Those cases are going to work well where you're not so focused on cash value. Right. Long-term play. It's a, that Those are great vehicles. Correct. And uh, a, an example of a grandfather or grandparent doing that for their grandchild or something like that is the perfect case study. Like that's often where someone would be attracted to it. Uh, I'll let you know this. 0.1% of people we speak with are attracted to those strategies. <laughs> very, very small. Because if you've got a real estate investor or a business owner with a lump sum of money, they do not want to tie that up for any period of time, whether it's 10 years, even a year. If an opportunity comes, they want control of their money. That's the big, big thing. So what we'll look at instead is to say, okay, let's keep your money liquid. I've got it over here in a money market or, or wherever it is. And then what we can do is just a lump sum fund the policy. The question is this. So the question we always get is, okay, I've got a million bucks. Can I just write you a check for a million dollars, throw it into the policy and be done with it? Never make another payment. That doesn't feel like that works mechanically with the policy. Correct. Yeah. So my answer is technically you can do that. However, you'll look at it and you won't want to do it. (laughs) Right. It it looks horrible from a cash value standpoint because from the agent's perspective, you got to make sure the policy doesn't mech. You need a very, very high term rider very large term rider, your base premium is still going to be due for several years. And if the client's expectation is, I don't want to make any payments beginning the second year, like here's the check and I want to be done with it. Well, that premium is still going to be due years two, three, four, five, six, and seven. So you don't have to pay it. However, it's still due. So the policy is going to pay for it on its own. And without getting into too much detail there, the expenses with a one-time lump sum policy, the expenses in the policy are going to exceed the earnings. And a lot of times we'll see our value go down. That's why we wouldn't want to do it. Any Long questions? term, those yeah. values probably bounce back. Yes. And turn around. But I feel like in that kind of situation, if someone is that keen on early on cash value, they're probably also using that cash value. This isn't a long-term play. It's a day-to-day operational kind of play as far as mentality. So you've got money that you're using or cash value that you're using. And then also the base premium every year is getting deducted from that cash value in the form of a loan, you know, in a nutshell. Um, so you've really got a significant amount of drag on that, on that cash value. That that's exactly from the get go, right? Yeah, that's exactly it right there. And there there are times what I prefer to do is show that from a visual standpoint because you get this a lot with individuals in their 50s, 60s, and 70s who who have the means to do that. They've got a lot of cash saved up, and they see a dividend interest rate with a whole life insurance company and say, "Wait a minute, like if I just write write a check for a million bucks, saved with Mass Mutual, who has a six percent dividend interest rate." Shouldn't that start just to, to earn 6% right away? Like that's that's the mentality. Sure. It doesn't work, it doesn't work like well, that's that. That's logic. But Correct. Yeah, that would make sense. Yeah. Correct. So it, it doesn't work like that. So explaining that effectively using visuals where needed, like that's the important part to really help the consumer understand exactly what they're getting. And if they're technical, 
explain the additional pieces to say, here's the premium, here's the term insurance rider cost, here's everything that comes with it, and this is why it's not working. Okay, with that said, here's what people will typically do as an alternative. You can take your same $1 million and look what happens if you fund the policy over two years or four you years. You see pretty drastic improvements, even going from $1 million one year to 500000 over two years. Oh, yeah. It's, it's huge when you really look at the overall difference. Yeah. We can pull up an example if you'd like. Please. All right. Let's have some fun, my friend. <laughs> and this is good because this is based on a case study we ran into yesterday, actually. And here's what I'll do is to kind of make this like a, uh, call it a PowerPoint presentation within Excel. So individual, 66 years old, right? Mid 60s, says I have $1 million. I wanna fund this whole life insurance policy. I know as soon as I just see the email come through, I'm like, okay, here's what he wants to see. It's not going to make sense. It will not look attractive. But I am a firm believer in showing people what they want to see. If I just brush that off, he's gonna say, this person doesn't listen to me and go get it from someone else. So, so this is a heavily blended. Yeah. Term rider, paid up additions rider, base premium. And then it looks like you went reduced paid up after year seven. Correct. Mm -hmm. Okay. Correct. And this is based on the present dividend interest rate, not the guarantees, which you've got to look at here too. Um, but what we've got here is a $1 million deposit. There's your first year cash value. So close to 90%. Right. This is a non-MEC, which is why that death benefit is so high initially. Year two. Your out-of-pocket in the annual funding column is, is zero. You don't pay anything, not the premium or anything. And your cash value does creep up in year two. But then what happens oh. year Yeah. Based on the guarantees, it does not. <laughs> so that's, that's what we all, we've also got to look at, look at. But year three, what happens? It starts to go down. And it continues to go down. You lose a lot of money when we look at it until year eight. And the reason why is what you had mentioned, that reduced paid up option, which eliminates the premium at that point in time. And we'll look at a visual with more details on that too. And we'll go through the illustration too, so people can actually see this. That's what we'll do in working with individuals. But that's your one pay. And this often creates the reaction of, Ugh, why, why would anyone do this? Well, yeah, I mean, you're going backwards. Yeah. Over $100,000. Correct. Excuse me. The, the, the answer to the question is no one would do it. It doesn't make any sense. And now if you kept on paying premiums, it's a different story. But this is for the individual that has a million bucks and doesn't want to keep paying premiums. So 66, that's his age. Same product here, the same company. One tweak, splitting that, that funding up over two years. Well, then you can do what much less death benefit much less death benefit, you'll notice it's almost exactly half. Yeah. The reason why that is, because this person expressed, I don't care about the death benefit, not initially, that 10.3, based on his age, gives him a $1 million MEC limit. Cut the, de cut the death benefit in half, what happens to the MEC limit? Also cut in half. Right. Solving for the minimum amount of life insurance to be able to feed the policy with the desired amount. So... When we compare the two, it looks way better. 
by age. Yeah, and, and from a, uh, I understand the mentality of I want to get all this money into the policy because I want to put it all to work. You know, like I get it. Mm-hmm. Um, I brought something up to you before we got on the call where I, I always felt like in the past, if you have specific ideas for how you're going to utilize these dollars, what's why not just take a couple hundred thousand dollars and and spend it on, on, on your business expenses or yeah. whatever this opportunity is. Um, but then that money's gone. It's not it's not to work for you. It's not working for you in the policy. So I get it. So from a, a availability of funds perspective in this second scenario, you know, it's really only year one that you've got limited funds available. Correct. <clears throat> Correct. And that's everything look- after that is more. Yeah. And think about it, too. I mean, if the person from a timing standpoint can backdate the policy, you can get those two payments in over six months. Right. So looks more attractive. Now, this is for someone a little bit older. Which at his age, I would actually recommend spreading it out over four or five payments if the goal is to maximize cash value. And I'm looking at both the current dividend rate and also the guaranteed values. So about, wait, go back and talk about that backdating. I think that, that's important because yeah. you don't see that a lot. And we've worked on some cases that have looked like that where, um, you know, timing wise, you can you can shrink that time. Yeah. So the backdating, what that is, is if I'm starting a policy in June, because we're in June right now, and I want to backdate a policy six months, what that will do is I physically start my policy. I send my first payment in in June, assuming I'm approved then. But my policy date is six months earlier, January or December. So what happens now is I make the first payment in June. But now instead of waiting a full 12 months until my next premium is due, in this case, the 500K, well, now it comes due in December, six months from today, so I can get the money in earlier. The thing that we had had problems with mass with cases like that because they would only backdate save age, right? Correct. And that is still the case. So with Guardian. Yeah, same thing. Yeah. Okay. Same thing. So, so this has got to line up with aging and yeah. Co- correct. But it is it is possible there. And we've got content that goes through backdating. Right. Got it. But here we go. Four pay. Five pay, actually. Five pay. Yeah, I had the wrong number up there. But now what we've got, spreading it out right over five years. And four years looks almost the same here. But the guarantees are stronger with the five pay, which is why I did this. But same million dollars in, break even point now, between years four and five, just about their year four. Keep in mind, this is someone starting 66 years old. So older individual, second best class, regular preferred is what this was run with. But what we've got now, substantially more cash value across the board. And this is all the same product same company, same health rating, just a different way of getting the money in. And the, yeah, the sweet pay is just clearly yeah. back. Yeah, the sweet spot for all him. perspectives except for first, you know, four years of available cash value, early capital. Yeah, that that's the big thing. So this gives a nice snapshot, or right? the illustrations provide the details. If the question comes up why, and someone wants to really understand it, 
What we'll look at is the same thing here, so a lot more columns, but this is the exact same thing, just with additional details. And this is for someone that says, okay, show me the, the information here, what's going on? Example to the left, you've got your base premium, You've also got your term rider cost, All right? So my uh, sheets are a little condensed here. There we go, term rider cost. So what's happening here, year one, you covered the premium, you covered the term insurance with your total $1 million deposit. Everything above those two went to PUAs. Year two, you still have a premium and term cost due. Right. Term cost is going up. This is a one-year term rider. And you can't just let that term lapse right away because then you'll, you'll max. You got it. Has to Death benefit has to stay up for the first seven years. Right. So what happens with the next two examples, we're covered. One, we reduce the premium and term rider cost. But two, we're covering it for two years and then, and then in this example for five years. So we're getting the plane off the runway. And then by the time that we don't want to fund the policy anymore, the compounding in the policy easily satisfies that premium and term cost. Like it's a non-issue. Well, and the premium and term cost is, is so much less. Correct. Correct. Yeah, correct. And, and there, there is always a balance. We mentioned earlier, age is important. Um, but a question comes up with this. Like, all right, well, if I spread it, spread it out over seven years, would that be even more efficient? And the answer would be no, when you look at the numbers side by side. The reason why is yes, you have two years of drag here. However, you're also getting the money in faster, which does allow it to compound faster. So it's really finding that sweet spot to see when will the compounding in the policy exceed those expenses. The compounding outperforms the drag. You got it. That's. That's what we're looking for. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So again, it does depend. This is a good side. By, this yeah. is, this level of detail is great. The side-by-side side before, I think, paints a really easy picture of. Yeah. Um, and and would, would help you make a decision. It'd be hard to look at this and not go the five pay route, but it depends on, you know, specific scenarios, I guess. It does. I mean, occasionally you might see uh, see someone go the four pay because they're very, very similar and they might want to just get the money in faster. Um, depends. You know, you look at other things too. So this one has a, a four pay in it, but this is based on the guarantees. And you'll see that five pay, even based on the guarantees, you've got that premium and term cost still due. But in an absolute worst case scenario, I'm still going up in value. Whereas all of the other ones are not during those seven years. That's well, listen, if anybody out there wants to dig into these designs in greater detail, um, as you can tell from Steve's spreadsheets, uh, you know, they, they really go deep with these cases. But that's why you guys are, you know, best in class to talk to about case design and, and different solutions with regards to whole life and cash accumulation. So uh, really appreciate it, Steve. Thanks a lot for your help today. Yeah, the feeling's mutual. Thank you so much. Appreciate your time. We'll give us a call soon. anytime you want to chat. Mike Courtney, Steve Parisi, everybody have a great week. Later, Mike. Bye.